G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. We've been talking about God's design for sex. And we've discovered that because God did design sex originally, sex is good. And sex is not, in God's eyes, bad. But he's given us boundaries. We're talking about some reasons why Christian believers who are getting a healthy biblical understanding of their sexuality need to wait until they're married. Camille, it's difficult for some people. Apparently, it's very difficult for some people. Years ago, there's a blogger here in Australia. He stands up for biblical Christian values. He's very good and articulate, but he doesn't shy away from controversial issues. Now, he sent out an SOS email, and he says, help, help, I've just posted a blog defending biblical Christian morality, and yes, non-believers are attacking me left, right, and center. That I expect I can handle. What I can handle is that Christians are attacking me for standing up for biblical morality. And I actually read the comments he was getting on the blog, and it was rather astounding. One person says, oh, no, my soul will not be damaged if I do a little trying before I buy. Another one said, oh, come on, lighten up. We have to kiss a few toads before we find our prince. I mean, very humorous little quips. But what it's telling me is there are people sitting in our churches that apparently don't have a biblical understanding of human sexuality. Why does God seemingly put some limits And all I can say, Neil, is God puts some limits not to inhibit your pleasure, but for your protection. Just like parents build a fence around the family property so that the little ones don't stray beyond the fence, go out in the street, and come into harm's way. And that protection, Camille, extends not just to a husband and a wife, but also to the children and the next generations. That's right, Neil. I believe we need to see biblical morality, which includes reserving oneself and their sexuality for marriage. Think of it, again, as a protection for yourself, your future spouse, your future children. We talked about in an earlier segment about the price tag that comes with adultery, fornication, and so on, the physical price, the emotional price, and the spiritual eternal price. Think of it this way. If you don't wait, you are risking violating one of these or paying one of these prices. And with that, it's not just your problem. You are married to someone, it becomes their problem. And it can, in theory, be passed on to children one way or another. So if we care about our future and we care about our family, then we need to make a decision to go all the way God's way as far as moral purity is concerned. And, of course, the risk of carrying all that baggage uh, from earlier relationships into your marriage clearly has an effect on how that trust relationship develops between a husband and wife. 
For sure, because if they weren't trustworthy before marriage, unless you know for a fact they've repented of their old ways, what guarantee do you have that they won't break that trust in marriage? We need to remember marriage is a gift from God, but it's not a problem solver. Meaning, if you've got a problem, for example, with lust or pornography or some other issue of control, if you have it now as a single, you will import that problem into the marriage. Just being married to a beautiful woman will not keep you from committing these things. I'm reminded of a tragic story of a Bible college student who was exposed to pornography at a young age, dirty magazines in the garage left by his father, and he still had a pornography problem, even married, and his wife was gorgeous. Then, on top of it, when when the single-dimensional photos didn't work, he went three-dimensional, went to a prostitute, and then eventually he felt so guilt-ridden, he jumped off the Westgate Bridge in Melbourne. We import problems. Let's nip it in the bud. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 